Hi, everybody. Yeah. What? That was uh, what was that you just opened? Uh, V8. Oh, sounded kind of like a beer. V8 Energy Pomegranate Blueberry. Does it have tomatoes in it? Mm-mm. Pure chemicals. <laughs> like I like it. All right, John, you do the intro this week. All right. Hey, everyone. I am John Kimball. Some call me Long John Silver. Uh, David is up in um, New York City. I'm down in North Carolina right now. And we have got a great podcast for you this week. A huge bill made it through the Senate. I don't know if you've heard of it. Yeah. It's called the Inflation Reduction Act. Yeah. Right? Yeah. It doesn't really reduce inflation and it makes things much worse. Uh Uh-huh. That's what the Republicans say. That passed yesterday. I was stunned. I was too. I was excited. I really thought cinema was just going to burn it all down for lols. Well, she did. She she got kind of squirrely there at the end with... I don't know, some sort of uh, private carried, equity deals. The carried interest tax thing. Yeah. So she got something in there at the last minute. But basically, it's a huge deal, a huge bill, the biggest bill for climate that's ever been passed. And uh, probably, probably the biggest bill in terms of um, the Democratic agenda since healthcare. Big old bill. Big old bill. Yeah, a, a big bill. And it didn't have everything, and it's not perfect. Right. But that's really hard with a 50-50 Senate. But imagine if we hadn't won in Georgia, mm-hmm. we'd have nothing. Last week had a lot of big um, news. What made you more gleeful? The passage of that bill, the uh, Kansas uh, abortion vote, or Alex Jones getting hit with 40 40- plus million dollars in damages in that Sandy Hook parent lawsuit. Those are three big things that happened. Yeah. Well, you know, that's tough. The Alex Jones one, the video of Alex Jones with his face dropping once he realized that the plaintiff counsel had all of his text messages and emails because they had accidentally been sent to the plaintiff attorney by Alex Jones's attorney. Right. And then the the attorney representing Sandy Hook families sort of going, oh, yes, Mr. Jones, I <laughs> do have your emails. Do you know where I got them? It was kind of amazing that Sandy Hook parents hired Lex Luthor as their attorney. That was a real surprise. So I probably got the most joy out of that. Even Well, though that was definitely the big schadenfreude event of last week. Yeah. And he's not done being sued. No, he's got two more. So he, I think he's now he's been, they they came up with, it was like $49 million in statutory and compensatory damages. And uh, that will probably be lowered because of some statute minimums in Texas. And maybe it only ends up being $15 million or something like that, $20 million. But he still has a couple of more suits that he has to deal with. And I think those are in Connecticut which don't have those minimums. So, I read that he was making $800,000 a day selling supplements. Do you think that's true? Well, he said that that was a particularly good day that it was going on during CPAC, and I actually kind of believe him. Yeah. He probably is. It's like a lot of money. Yeah, but I do think he is really wealthy. What's a good day for us for our supplements that we sell? Like $800 a day? Oh, I would say five hundred dollars a day is a good day for our EPM supplements. Yeah, I'd say five hundred. Yeah, the I don't brain know if that's smoother, our average. We have brain smoother smoothies to keep out obtrusive thoughts. We have this macrobiotic muscle milk that's really good. It's made from yeah. hay from a barn near in near where John lives. A barn, and then we have injectable what we call injectable sex serum. Which is a um, a potency injection for men, and then we also have uh, fertility. Um, 
John, what's that one thing that we have for fertility? A fertility booster? Is it a is it a paste or a tincture? I can never remember. We don't actually don't sell a lot of those. Yeah. What's the I name of it? Um Thunder Thrust or something. Yes, Thunder Thrust. Um so we got Alex Jones news. We got the Kansas thing. Oh, and uh we should mention EPM listener Aaron, who wrote us about text banking for a vote no. Oh, yeah. You did it. Good job. You must have sent a lot of texts. That was a big surprise for everybody. That was last week. That's pretty incredible. I kind of think Democrats, what if Democrats like do a good job in the midterms and kind of kick ass? Like they get a little brave and start running explicitly on abortion. And they, pat. I don't know. You know what I mean? Like what if that happened? Uh, Well... I don't know. Some people say abortion is icky and that you have to kind of run on it carefully. And you have to show a bunch of moms talking about having pregnancy complications that they wouldn't have been able to resolve without abortion rights. Right. But I mean, you can't run on just a single woman being like, hey, I'm a slut and I love to get abortions all day, every day. Blah, 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 blah. Party, party, party. Right. And that's how we've been doing it, apparently. Yeah, definitely. No, that's definitely. no we're done. Now we're not doing that. So um, I don't know. I, I think, uh, yeah, you got to feel good. You got to feel good after this week about uh, trading and making money on on Democrats in the coming midterms, Wh- whether the Democrats are going to actually retain the House. Uh, that's still probably a, an uphill climb. But the Senate... I, I think this week was the first time on Predicted uh, that the Democrats uh, keeping control of the Senate became. It's now it's now fifty six Democrat, forty six cents Republican, and I bought yeah. in a hundred shares at thirty nine, so I'm making money there. Maybe, yeah. So far, so good. I'm making money, but John, yeah. there was one bit of tragic news last week, and yeah. this is this is a day some of us long suspected would come and others of us assumed it would it was beyond the realm of possibility and it's a headline that um neither of us personally were happy to read and i know a lot of you were also disturbed and you reached out to us in sympathy and solidarity and we appreciate that and it kind of cuts to the very heart of this podcast and it really shakes us to our foundations And if you haven't heard, that headline is as follows. Predict it is fucked. Predict it is ending. John, what's the deal with the pending death of our favorite website, predictit.org? Well, the news broke Thursday afternoon. The CFTC, the Commodity Futures and Trading Commission, announced around 5 p.m. that it was withdrawing its no-action letter that it had issued in October of 2014, which allowed Predicted to exist as long as it stayed within compliance with respect to operating as a not-for-profit market for certain event contracts, and that those contracts offered to U.S. persons by Victoria University of Wellington, New Zealand, Without registration and designated contract market form board. Uh, sorry. What are you reading right now? I'm reading from the letter. Oh, okay. I love it. Uh, well, let's just say this. The bottom line is that the CFTC determined that Victoria University has not operated its market in compliance with the terms of the letter. And therefore, they withdrew it, stating that all markets must be liquidated no later than 11.59 p.m., on February 15th, 2023. I mean, they essentially said predict it is done, that it is not followed the rules and um, that the markets must be wound down. And let's remind everybody that the one question people always asked us is how can you gamble on predicted? I thought online gambling wasn't legal everywhere. And again, the CFTC had the special letter that said, okay, we get it. You guys are not gamblers or you're not running a gambling operation, you're running a psychological experiment about collective wisdom and predicting political outcomes. Right. And as long as you stay on this right side of our good graces with this letter, you're okay. 
Yeah. But for some reason, now they've decided to withdraw the letter. And is that because of all the crazy presidential approval markets and and presidential debate word count markets where it was kind of like, mm, is this really academic research, guys? Or are y'all just having fun? Right. I, I think there, there are many markets where uh, predicted offers value in terms of uh, the prediction market community and determining what future events may happen, uh, certainly with who may win a particular election. But in the case of um, a approval markets that, and oftentimes you would be betting on brackets that were just uh, a, a difference of a few decimal points. And once you're talking about a difference of a few decimal points, that's kind of a game of chance and more gambling. And, uh, you know, those type of um, more problematic markets, along with perhaps predict it not operating as a not-for-profit uh, and being, it said to keep predict it small scale, which I guess in my mind, it feels small scale, but maybe it is too big right now. It's the biggest thing going. Well, it was, or it what still is. Predicted has announced that they will continue to take new customers, new traders. Oh, yeah. So you can still sign up to trade on the current markets that are open. They will not be adding new markets. I can't believe they're not adding new markets. I can't believe we're never going to get another presidential debate word announcement market. All that we we're never going to get. Oh, John, this is this is cutting to the quick. This is really hitting us at our very core. Yeah. Why, I mean, when why now? Is it because that I saw a guy on Twitter was like, yeah, I killed predicted. Ha ha ha. I sued them. What happened? What what happened? Yeah. So the rumors are the one guy came out and said uh, he had been banned from predicted by Brandy three years ago. And since then, he'd been getting all of his lawyers involved in trying to shut down predicted. Now, that may have happened and it may be the reason why predicted is shut down or it just may be a coincidence that that was happening at the same time. Uh, some people believe that a rival prediction market, Calshi, is a newer prediction market that also has uh, approval for slightly different contracts um, from the CFTC and has VC backing, uh, that perhaps they had a hand in this. But we 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 don't know. The the bottom line is predicted probably was pushing the line and had been for a long time. But in my mind, it feels like they had cleaned up. I I, I don't know. I was thinking about it last night. It feels like if you're speeding through someplace like Virginia where you can get a ticket and you're going 85 miles per hour in Southern Virginia. And then you see a police officer and you quick, quickly slow down and then you are start driving the speed limit for like another f- four hours. And then somebody pulls you over and says, yeah, we clocked you going over the speed limit four hours ago back there. And you're like, why didn't you shut me down? Why didn't you give me a ticket then? I mean, there's no, I, clearly I was speeding back there, but I haven't been speeding for a long time and I've been trying to, to play within the rules. Um, so from my vantage point, it f- feels like they had been playing in the rules, but there's a lot I don't know. I don't know. Maybe they're not sharing that information uh, with Victoria University anymore. May- maybe there were just too many markets that weren't in the spirit of uh, academic research. But I think it is a huge loss for the uh, prediction market community. I mean, I think a place like Calshi says, you know, we, we're legit and we, we um, are actually playing by the rules and we have no limits. You can bet up to $25,000. I think in, in, in predicted as small potatoes, you can only bet $850. But because of that small potatoes predicted, it makes it a more versatile, more people are able to get involved more average people instead of big money that may swing markets in such a way uh, as they do on Calshi, which uh, I've only been on a few times and hated it because I could not make any sense of it. I think people have been asking us to switch to Calshi for years now. I mean, I don't know if it's been around for years, but I always feel like we used to get messages saying, forget about predict it. Go over to Calshi. Predicted sucks. Calshi's the best. Predicted rules. Calshi rules. Predicted has 
problems and the site would shut down, but the interface was was pretty great. I, I, I liked it. And I think, you know, then there was Polymarket, which is CFT, CFTC shut them down mm-hmm. earlier this year as well. That was a market for swingers. Do you get it? Because poly yeah. means um, polyamorous yeah, means. OK, so. Yeah, I don't know what's going to I don't know what happens. I don't know what happens to predict it. I don't know what happens to, you know. We make all of our money from the supplements, as you said. Uh, we make all the we make all our money from our dietary supplements. Right. So, but lots of these traders make a huge earn a huge amount of their income from predict it, and uh, it's a real loss for them. And obviously, it's a loss for the company and for the people that work for predict it. And assuming it happens, predict it has. Asked for users, traders on the site to respectfully comment uh, and connect with the CFTC and make the case for what Predicted means to them. Uh, there's a link at Predicted. Please tell me you're going to do this. You you're going to submit a testimony about what Predicted has meant to you. Please well, I haven't tell yet, me. John. I haven't yet. But, but are you let going, me. Are you going to? Well, what I have done is I have um, created a Bitly link, so you can link <laughs> directly to it. If you go to bit.ly slash save predict it, all one word, it will take you directly to Aristotle's page where you can make comments to the CFTC. And I don't know if this is, you know, oh. just pure hope, cope. Oh what my God! You? Say that Bitly link one more time. Thank Bit. you, Lord. Bit.ly slash save predict it. This is like an '80s after-school special movie. Everyone does what they can to help out the community, and the kid who understands Bitly links is like, "I can help too. I'll make a special Bitly link." Yeah. Bit.ly slash save predict it. Yeah. How long have we been fucking around on predict it? Since six years, right? Exactly six years. Yeah, since uh, summer of 2016. It was the summer of 2016 when I called you to catch up and I said, what are you up to these days? And you told told me about Predicted. I'm making all this money on this crazy website. Right. Oh, wait. No, I'm yeah. sorry. You, di- you didn't say that. You said, I'm doing important academic research on this vital website. <laughs> right. <laughs> For the right. betterment of all humanity. <laughs> yeah. And future scholars. Yeah. Six years. Gosh, it feels like 20 years. It does. They've been pretty horrible. I got to say, <laughs> when I heard the news on some level, I was a little bit relieved. Oh, yeah. It'd be like if they shut down Twitter. Be the best yeah. thing for you. Right. It was just like, oh, God, it's over. Thank God it's over. Thank God it's over. But are we over? You and I? This, this podcast. I mean, can no. we still... Well, I think we should definitely go through the election. Definitely. I mean, the midterms. Okay. We have until February until predicted shuts down. Let's assume we decide to keep going after the midterms and we keep going. And then our next big thing will be February, right? And I, I mean, I think if we wanted to keep going and it's still fun and we're still making money selling all our supplements and salves and tinctures and balms and ointments and unguents unguents mm. um and pills of course and tablets and powders i'm not sure i mentioned the powders but we also sell a lot of powders i kind of think we can survive without predict it i mean the only thing we get any listener feedback about are your fucking skylines so i assume we do <laughs> I assume, in le- I assume as long as there's still skylines in America, our podcast has a future. Now, if they decide to shut down skylines. Yeah, I don't think that's going to happen. I bless you. Holy shit. I think I did get COVID at that David wedding. might have yeah. COVID. Went to a wedding on Saturday. Seriously. And now I have a scratchy throat and no energy. So this might be. Um... Have you taken a test? No, it feels too soon. I'll take a test in a couple of days. Okay. Mean, yeah. Meanwhile, go a lot of places. Well, uh, I have a couple orgies. I have one orgy tonight, and then I have a brunch, what's known as, what they're calling a sex brunch tomorrow, which I assume is an orgy. Okay, good. And then tomorrow night- So get monkeypox on there's top. There's a thing called um, swingers ointment, 
um, smorgasbord, <laughs> which is when all the swingers just bring different ointments and they all get mixed together in this big tub. Everybody mm. gets in the tub and we cover each other with ointments and blah, 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 blah. And I assume that will turn into an orgy as the night progresses. Um, so, and I just don't want to, like, I don't have time to take a test between now and when the orgies start, but I think on Wednesday morning, I'll have a, I'll have a couple minutes where I can take a test because Wednesday's okay. orgy doesn't start until 1130 and I'll probably sleep in because Tuesday's ointment thing is probably going to run late because of the, the ointments, you know, and then you have to take the subway home and you're covered in ointment and you keep slipping off of your seat. So I might knock my head on the seat and that might make me pass out and then I'll wake up in Gravesend or something and. You know, but I think on Wednesday morning, I'll take a test and confirm whether or not I have um, COVID. All right. So the podcast. Yeah. So we may, I think we have to stick around through February because it's going to be like leaving Afghanistan. (laughs) Totally. Those last days on Predicted are going to be so crazy. Yeah. It's not because, because these, these markets, I don't know how they resolve, like, how do you resolve who is going to be president? Because we're not going to know who is president. People who are way, way up. In either Biden or Trump, wherever it is as of February, will they just will predict it? Say, okay, whoever's ahead in February is the winner, and so the predicted pays out at a dollar. I mean, you know, it's either a dollar or nothing uh, per share. Oh my! Or do God. they just yeah, freeze gonna... it? I don't and just know. Zero it out, and everybody gets their money back. I I don't know. They haven't announced that yet. That's crazy. No, nobody knows how it's going to be resolved. And they are barred or they have decided not to create any new markets, right? Yeah. I don't think they're barred, but they've said it's probably a good idea, especially if they're trying, if they think there's any chance that they can survive uh, to just not do anything too crazy. Hey, that's kind of a life lesson. In order to survive, don't do anything too crazy. Yeah. Keep your head down. You know what? I might not go to that ointment thing on Tuesday night. It might. I might not. Survival is my number one interest at this point. I have a passion for survival. <laughs> All right. Yeah. Survival. <laughs> I'm going to make a t-shirt that says survival upon arrival. And that lets people know that as soon as I show up, I have one goal. I don't care if it's a wedding. I don't care if it's a nightclub. I don't care if it's a movie screening. I don't care if it's a potluck dinner. When I show up, my number one mission is to survive the event. Uh-huh. Survival upon arrival. Let's keep doing the podcast at least for another three weeks. But the question is, what do we do about this predicted promo code? I mean, we, they're, they're still honoring it. I, you know, predicted says they'll honor everybody's money. They, they, everyone is going to get their money back. It feels very unlikely that predicted would steal anybody's money. So, so I don't epic. think there needs oh to be a uh, rush on that. Although if the, if you don't withdraw your money by perhaps by that date, maybe they'll keep it. I, I, I have no, I don't know. I, I don't know what's going to But happen. they're still accepting new users. Can you create a new account on Predicted? Yeah. Yeah. That's oh, what they said. Let's, do, let's give out the promo code. Guys, this is it. This is last call. Yeah. This is your last chance. It's closing time. This is last call. Everybody get in the water. Everybody get in the pool. Yeah. Predicted.org slash. What is it? Predicted.org slash promo slash EPM 20. Yeah. That's predicted.org slash promo slash EPM 20. And that gets you up. Do you think they're still doing the matching funds? See if sign up and let us know if you still get your $20 in matching funds up to $20 in matching funds. Yeah. I mean, this is it, man. Let's go. Let's go hard. Let's each put $50,000 into Predict It today, John, and let's just go for it. Let's ride this wagon till the wheels fall off in the immortal words of Martin Lawrence, America's best comedian. Yeah. Now, remember, Predict It takes a huge cut when you withdraw. Yeah, that's true. I don't know. Yeah. Sign up. Let's go. This is the end of an era. Let's have fun. John, let's have fun. It's the end of an era. Okay. Forget about survival upon arrival. Let's do... um, have fun from day from day one. Oh, that, that could, oh, a little baby could wear that on. Um, if you had a little baby, John, like a little tiny cute baby, and it was wearing a onesie, how cute would it be if the onesie said "Having fun since day one"? Right. Mm-hmm. You know, this will be the last week that I can't see because I'm getting my. Oh, that's right. You're getting Thursday. Zapped. Yeah. Congratulations. So I'll be able to 
you know, read better in the okay. future. Better, not good, not well. John, let's give your eyes a rest in preparation for their big day later this week when they get zapped by these laser blasters. Hello. John, um, speaking of laser blasters and laser eye surgery, if you go into the surgeon's office this week and say, I'm here to have my eyes lasered, if they show up wearing a black cape and a helmet and going, oh, you might want to walk away because that means your doctor is Darth Vader. And you don't want a lightsaber to cut your eye, okay? Was that enjoyable? Yeah. Okay. That was. John, if you're going to the eye doctor on Thursday to get your eyes lasered, <laughs> and they say, come right in, the doctor will be right there. She's just getting her laser gun ready. And then you hear this, damn it, Chewy, get me out of this garbage compactor. You might want to leave. Does that mean your doctor is Han Solo with his famous laser blaster? Okay. And John, if you're going to get your eyes lasered on Thursday and you walk into the office and say, I'm here to get my eyes lasered today. (laughs) And they say, go in there. The doctor will be right there. They're just getting their laser blaster ready. And you hear, damn it, Princess Leia. You're so cute. (laughs) Who's saying that? Luke Skywalker. <laughs> it's so hot. Why would, as soon as you turn off the air conditioning in the summer, it gets, and you have all the windows closed and everything's covered in yeah. blankets and foam. No, it's, it's just like, it's so hot. It's hard. Makes you feel crazy. One more week. Mm. One more week. I know it's still really, really hot in August, but starting in the first week of August, in the next six weeks, we're going to drop like seven degrees on average oh, for high. Honey, and that's honey, gonna I love it. Really make a big difference. So I'm going to read these listener questions. First listener question is from. Oh, <laughs> it's very appropriate. It's from Monica. I just wanted to apologize for bringing doom to predict it. I've listened to the entirety of the election profit makers episodes, but I could never bring myself to actually participate in the prediction markets. However, sometime in July, I finally convinced myself to give it a go and open an account, apparently signaling the end. I'm sorry about that. I did make a few bucks on Liz Trust, though. Who's Liz Trust? Let me look at that. I, 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 I didn't know who that was either. Did you look it up? No. Let's look it up. Let's look it up. And then quick. cut this out and pretend like we knew who it was. Uh, the Secretary of State for Foreign... Commonwealth and Development Affairs of the United Kingdom. Oh, I see. It's it's next UK conservative leader. I did make a few bucks on Liz Truss, though. John, as we both know, Liz Truss is um, a conservative leader in the UK, and the market that she's referring to is probably, hmm, let me think. You know what? I bet it's who will win the UK conservative party leadership election. Mm-hmm. Right? Yep. Uh, I felt like I had David and John on my shoulders, a la devil and angel while trying to decide how far to push my luck. Oh, right. Like, like um, you know, in cartoons, John, where there's a little devil on one side and a little angel on the other side. That's what she's doing with us. Yeah. Who, who do you think is who? Who is the devil and who is the angel? I'm the angel. Because you're telling her not to push your luck? And I'm saying push your luck, go all in, go big or go home? Yeah, probably. And she says, now I'm holding out hope for the Texas governor's race. Oh, maybe she's getting into the Texas governor's race like me. Remember when I put that money into the Texas governor's race about Beto? And -hmm. I said, it's all happening? Well, guess what, John? I'm up. Beto has surged from 12 cents to 15 cents. Abbott is down to 87 cents. Monica, I hope you're in this market with me riding the same waves. Um, Then Monica writes, so could they open a market on Predicted about whether Predicted will get a reprieve before the February shutdown deadline? I happen to know that there is a market out there somewhere on some trading platform of that very same question. Hold, you're saying there's a market on a on a rival trading platform about whether Predicted- It's not on Calshi. I think it's like on- on, uh, Oh, I think it's another sort of like small academic market. But they've created a market about what will happen vis-a-vis the predicted prediction market. This is a prediction market about prediction markets, correct? Yes. 
Oh, society. Who says you can't have it all? I think it's insightprediction.com. I can't vouch for them. Okay. Never been there. Don't know. Monica, as to your question, could they open a market on Predicted about whether Predicted will get a reprieve before the February shutdown deadline? The answer is no, right, John? Because they're not going to make any more markets. Well, yeah, I think the answer is probably they could, but uh, that probably wouldn't be a good idea. They have said they will not. So, yeah, the answer is no. Predicted, if you're listening, as long as you're shutting down in February, like, let's go crazy. Like, why don't you make a market about, um, make a market about John's eye surgery, about will John have his eyes lasered by Darth Vader or Han Solo or Luke Skywalker, right? I mean, that'll immediately trade at like 99 cent no, one cent yes, because they're fictional characters. Right. And I think they're all dead, even, no spoilers, but I think in Star Wars, all of those characters as of today are dead. Is that right? I don't know. Darth Vader died. Han Solo died. And I think Luke Skywalker died or disappeared or... Don't know. Okay. Anyway, huge spoiler if you've never seen Star Wars, but um, I think everybody dies at the end. <laughs> um, but you could make a... Why don't you make a prediction market about um, dew points? Well, let's go for it, predict it, right? We've always wanted weather markets. Like, you're going to get shut down anyway. This is like when a tenant, like, knows they're not getting their security deposit back. So they're like, well, I guess I'll just spray paint a tableau in this bedroom wall, right? I mean, as long as it's a lost cause, why not just really go for it? Well, you know, there are uh, credit agencies and things of that nature. So this, uh, maybe I think I follow you. John, I have no idea what you're talking about. John, we have some correspondence that came in on our computers and it came from someone named David. He writes, the recent discussion of Skyline reveals inspired me to get in touch and mention the fantastic Skyline reveal when entering Portland, Oregon, via the tunnel on Highway 26 heading east. This route takes you through a forested canyon and then a tunnel with the Skyline on the other side. If the weather is clear, a view of Mount Hood also greets you when you're leaving the tunnel. The Skyline itself is less impressive, but the reveal is great. Um, stop there for a moment, John. Is he right that the skyline in Portland is not that impressive? Uh, it's terrible. Okay. Then he sent in a photo or a video and he says, I grew up not far from where this video shows at seven minutes in. During my teenage years, I would often escape to the city along this route. Finally, I also want to mention that the city reveal, if not the skyline reveal on the 101 South from the Valley into Los Angeles is pretty great as well. You probably know, David, here he's addressing me, that this takes you through the Hollywood Hills and then suddenly presents a clear view of the Capitol Records building and the surrounding city. I do feel that both of these examples, Portland and L.A., refute the idea that skyline reveals are less likely out west. I do agree, however, that the Pittsburgh reveal is the winner out of any reveals discussed here on the show. Um, I think when you were talking about the west, though, John, what I was imagining was like the desert west. Right, where everything's right. flat, you know. So that wouldn't necessarily include certain cities that are a little more hilly, like maybe San Francisco. I don't know if there's a great reveal in San Francisco or not, just because of all the water surrounding it. Uh, someone else sent in a great reveal of Seattle, which was pretty cool. Uh, and Portland, yeah, I watched that video. It was awesome. I love Portland, terrible skyline. The buildings aren't tall. They're all from the 1970s, but it's got all these great uh, topography around it, which makes up for it. And it's just got great infrastructure, you know, just Mm. like big bridges and cranes and things, you know, just any port city has stuff like that, which is just so crucial. So last week when you were talking about you can't have a good skyline reveal in the West, we should clarify, you don't necessarily mean the West Coast. You just mean in the flat areas of the American desert west or whatever you call it is colorado in a desert i kind of think that's not a desert but you guys know what we're talking about yeah but there aren't any really i mean it's it's denver which is where you would have a skyline reveal in colorado i mean it is on the plains it's on the edge of the plains so 
Yeah, I mean, if someone would let me know if there if there is a reveal, I'm not aware of it for Denver. But there, yeah, there any Denver be. residents who want to make the case that Denver has a good skyline reveal, why don't you go out in your car and approach Denver and let us and film it using your camera phone while being safe, you know, driving safely. Have your passenger film it and then send it to us, and then we can judge the skyline reveal. You just mentioned that you weren't sure whether San Francisco had a good reveal, and we actually got a letter from Kristen who wrote in and said, "Hello, David and John." I think the San Francisco skyline reveal coming in from the north on 101 is one of the best. I've lived in the Bay Area my whole life, and on a clear day, it's still breathtaking to me. Coming from the north, you're winding through the Marin Hills, so you can't see what's ahead. And then you get to the Robin Williams Tunnel, formerly the Waldo Tunnel. And just as you come out of the tunnel, you get a view of the Golden Gate Bridge, the Bay, and the city. Ah, Love it. She says, I can't find a good video, but the photo at the top of this article is pretty good. She sent a link to an article and she says, just imagine this view is revealed after 30 seconds in a dark tunnel. So, John, I think Kristen's making the case that San Francisco also has a good skyline reveal. Yeah, I believe it. I believe it. San Francisco, a very interesting city with a lot of history. The city by the bay. Is that what they call it? That's what they call it. Cool. You know the song by um, We Built This City. Yeah, by Starship. Yeah, it's about San Francisco. No, it's not. What? It is? I think it is. You know what's really interesting? And this really blew my mind as a kid. But remember when that sang- that song came out? There's this, for the younger listeners, there was this band. They were called Jefferson Airplane. And then they changed their name to Jefferson Starship. And then they ch- further changed their name and just started calling themselves Starship. Okay? Multiple rebrands. They went from being like a real psychedelic, terrifying hippie band, like one of the some of the scariest hippie music ever recorded. And there's nothing scarier than scary <laughs> hippie music. You know what I'm talking okay. about, right? Like, um, I guess one pill makes you bigger, and the other pill makes you small. Right. Uh, go ask Alice. She's nine feet tall. Is the climax to the song. Anyway. Then they rebranded from a scary hippie band to a regular hippie band, and then they became a pop band. And then they had this big, huge hit called We Built This City on Rock and Roll, widely considered to be one of the worst songs of the 80s. But there's something very interesting about this song, John. In the middle of the song, there's an instrumental bridge. And this song, to me, We Built This City on Rock and Roll, has always been a celebration of rock and roll and just American industry and the passion that we all have and rock and... (laughs) Rocking and rolling and infrastructure and all that stuff, right? Right. Yeah. And it's just like a real can-do song. Like, like everything's great. A lot of 80s American optimism went into that song, I think. It's very much a byproduct of the Reagan era. In the middle of that song, there's an instrumental bridge. And when I used to listen to that song on G105, which was our local pop rock radio station. WDCG. In G-105. Chapel Hill. G105. And during that instrumental bridge... They would play over the over the instrumental part audio clips from G105 announcing winners and station IDs and stuff. And at the time, I thought, oh, my God, G105 is so famous that Starship is giving a shout out to G105 in this national hit song. We built the city on rock and roll. And then at some point, John. I was in another part of the country, probably on a road trip with my parents. Or well, that, that wouldn't be possible because there'd be no way in a million years my parents would be listening to pop music on the radio. We'd be listening to NPR or classical music. But anyway, at some point, I heard We Built This City in a different state. And sure enough, during that instrumental bridge, there were different station IDs and different sizzles being played over it. And I realized, oh my God, these sons of bitches. Every local radio station took the song and put their little spin in the middle to make it about their city, so to speak. Right. The city that was built on rock and roll. So remember the Huey Lewis song? Which one? I remember them all, baby. The one about cities? Boston, Detroit, Colorado. Yeah. It's called um, the harder rock New and roll. Is, they say the harder rock and roll is in Cleveland. Yeah. But it's really still beaten. Well, they they had a local cut here, G105 did, where at the end it was like, Charlotte, rally too. So they, they did this all the time. G105 was straight up rewriting songs for their own benefit. 
But I really think, I think it was uh, Huey Lewis. I think they may have done it like for small markets. He probably spent all day in a studio shouting out. Yeah. It's like Roanoke, Lynchburg too. Yeah. It's, that was probably a really fun day for me. I would love to watch a document, uh, an oral, I would love to read an oral history of the day Huey Lewis had to spend 14 hours in the studio singing every second and third tier radio market into a microphone so it could be cut into the heart of rock and roll is in Cleveland or whatever it was called. Yeah, because there's nothing that gives you an endorphin boost than hearing the name of your city. You're just like, oh my God, yes. Exactly. It's like sometimes now that I'm older and wiser, of course, I listen exclusively to national public radio. And sometimes when I was younger, I would hear like Terry Gross would come on and say, yeah, it's Terry Gross. I love listening to WUNC or you're listening to me on WUNC Chapel Hill. I'd be like, how the hell does Terry Gross know about WUNC in Chapel Hill? Does she live here? Is she my neighbor, for God's sake? And then I realized, no, they probably record those all day. They have to do it. Right. Terry Gross. Terry Gross finishes interviewing some damn author about their fucking novel about growing up in a family. And she's like, all right, I'm clocking out. I'm over. I'm over it. I'm done, though. And they're like, Terry, there's one more thing to do today. You have to record all your station affiliate copies. She's like, God damn it. Fuck it. Fuck me. All right. Give me the sheet. They gave her the sheet. She's like, all right, I'm Terry Gross. And I'm so happy to be. I don't know. She says, I'm Terry Gross. Um, You listen to me on Fresh Air here on um, WKC34 in Pittsburgh, she gets all mad and probably makes fun of the city names and does all these dirty jokes and stuff and they have to cut it of course and then people trade the tape because it's so legendary like that casey Kasem tape you know like have you heard the tape where terry gross calls pennsylvania pissylvania have you ever heard that it's incredible and then she's doing one for buffalo new york and she says diarrhea new york (laughs) oh my god terry gross wow anyway Let's get on to our next listener letter. We built this city. That song always reminds me of Asheville, North Carolina. <laughs> people are worried that people are worried that this podcast is going to shut down what predicted shuts down. Please go ahead. Speak. When that song became popular, I it was the first time I was visiting Asheville. And I remember being in the car and then playing that song and seeing the Asheville skyline. And it just oh. had this huge effect on me. And I always, since then, have 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 just linked it up with Asheville in my mind. That's like just... your licorice pizza. Paul Thomas Anderson should make a movie about that instead of kids running around in tube socks or whatever that movie was about. Yeah, I'll tell you one thing. I bet Terry Gross interviewed the fuck out of Paul, Paul Thomas Anderson when that movie came out. Oh, this is so interesting that you made this new movie about, now is this based on your childhood? Hmm, that kind of thing. Anyway, I don't know why I got fixated on Terry Gross all of a sudden. John, that was a wonderful memory. And I love that you associate Asheville with We Built the City on Rock and Roll by Starship. Um, does anyone else know what I'm talking about? Did anybody else? Oh, this is an interesting question for our older listeners. If anyone else has the same memory of hearing that song on the radio and then hearing their local radio station cut in references to themselves, Mm -hmm. I'd be interested to know. And I wonder if there's a name for it. Like if that's an industry term for that, like, oh, they left us a nice instrumental break here. We can totally do a local uh, promo cut in on this, right? Like, uh, what if they did it during the drum intro on Phil Collins? I can feel it coming on the air tonight. It's like G105, Raleigh Durham, Chaplin. That'd be so good. All right, we're just having fun. Yeah. Here's a missive from somebody named Alex. Alex says, I have a couple questions today. After having a lot of fun and modest success in the 538.com generic ballot markets, I gained pretty badly. A poll came out overnight, and I didn't adjust my investment in time. Uh, what? <laughs> you, there's no way to adjust your your investment in time because it pretty much just happens immediately. A poll came out overnight, and I didn't adjust my investment in time. Okay, so they lost money. Mm-hmm. I'm going to take advantage of the $20 match with EPM. I don't know if you can because I think that's for first-time users only. If you've already signed up for Predicted and you didn't use the promo code, it might be too late. Yeah. Let's put that aside. Alex says, where should I put my $40? All right, John, assume Alex speaks for all new listeners and users of Predicted who have $40 to play with on Predicted. Gee, I, I don't know. Any recommendations? 
Yeah, put it in one of those crazy markets that aren't going to resolve. And let us know what happens. And just see, yeah. Put all Ride your those money waves. into I have a feeling there the may be a bunch of crazy waves on those markets uh, based on rumors that are occurring. And people are probably going to be posting fake press releases from predicted. That's another reason why, you know, there's so oh, many bad actors in these uh, message boards. I remember when I first joined up, I was like, this is awful. This is, you know, it's practically fraud and it should be illegal. And then after a while, I was just like, eh, it's, it's part of the game. But it really is not great. Mm -hmm. uh, the people that are trying to trick you and take advantage of newbies on Predict-It. And I think that maybe, maybe had they policed that a little better. It's another internet site that is brought to ruin by the comments section. Is that what you're getting yeah. at? Yeah. Yeah, it's a, it's a, because users would people in the comment section would sometimes post fake polls to try to move markets and stuff, right? Right. They they'd make a fake Twitter account in the name of ABC News polling and you know, you'd click on by the time you clicked through and recognized that it was fake, 15 seconds had gone by and the market had already moved a ton. So Predictit should have done a better job of managing the knuckleheads in the comments section is what you're saying. And I, I predict it may argue that it was it was it's too difficult to do that. And that the or that the the message boards, the the comments were half the fun on Predictit. That's where all the intel was. Good oh, and bad. Yeah. Alex goes on, I'm writing this email from a train. I've listened to a lot of infrastructure talk on EPM, but trains seem to be left out of the conversation. What are your favorite aspects of train-related infrastructure? I, I don't have much experience with trains. You know, when I lived in New York, I took the subway and you know some trains, and 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 I've taken the train in Europe, and then when we went to China, I took the train. Yeah, we had some fun train times in China. But uh, I love trains and I like the infrastructure of trains and freight trains and things of that nature. But we, you know, growing up in Chapel Hill, it's not a city of industry. So we, we, we don't really have trains. I love trains and I love train tracks. And I've obviously, I wish that trains were a much larger part of American transpo culture. I have really, in the last year, become really, really anti car. I've noticed. And part of that is living in Los Angeles and really trying to live as much of my life as possible on a bike in Los Angeles. Um, I just got, yeah, something happened. I just got really down on cars and maybe part of it was like, okay, maybe years ago I was like, I'm down on gas cars, but electric cars are going to be cool. And then who shows up as the public face of electric cars? The biggest dork of all time who wants to live on Mars, Elon Musk. I was like, well, fuck it. This dude ruined electric cars too. I'm just anti all cars. Um, so I really like trains, but unfortunately, all my substantial train trips and all my wonderful train memories, they're all overseas. China, Japan, Turkey, and Europe. I've, I've, I have amazing memories on, all, on trains in all four of those locations. Yeah, I took the bullet train in Japan. That thing was so fast. And we, we took a bullet train in China. That thing was fast and quiet. Remember how quiet that thing was? And we were booking. Yeah, we were. I think we went from Chongqing to Shanghai. We were flat booking on that train. It was so crazy. I think it was one of those magnet trains. Yeah, maglev. And I love like, um, I just love to look out the window of a moving train and look at everything. It's so fun. We're pro train. We just don't have a much. We don't have much experience with them. You know what I mean? Yeah, we 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 don't have experience. If someone wants to buy us a train ticket, John and I will travel across the country on a train. Do you ever see that movie called Snowpiercer, where the whole movie takes place on a crazy train that keeps going and yeah. going and never stops, and everybody fights stuff, on the train? Yeah. Do you know? Do you really see that movie? Yeah. Really? You I don't know who the director is or anything like that, but yeah. Yeah, yeah and they can't, you can't stop the train. Yeah, yeah. It has to keep going. And then all the poor people live at the back of the train and the rich people live at the front of the train. And then they have to fight yeah. from the back to the front. What a great idea for a movie. Yeah. Golly. They should remake it again. They should remake it every year. And the movie itself, it was okay, but oh, what a premise, man. Sometimes, John, all you need is a good premise and that's enough. You know, like... um. There's a movie called The Last Starfighter where a kid is really good at playing some kind of space video game and then some aliens are like, this guy could be a real pilot for our spaceship. And then he gets hired to be a space fighter. I think that was the plot of the movie. It came out when we were kids. 
that's a movie plot right there. God damn, what a yeah, plot. Yeah, it's all about ideas. Right? It's an idea. It's an idea industry, the entertainment industry. People think it's about glamour and beauty and muscles. It's really about ideas. You know? What if there was an island that was just filled with fuckboys? They're like, that's a great idea. We'll call it Fuckboy Island. And then we have a hit reality show. That's a true story. That happened. What if there was a singer who wore a mask and everyone had to guess who the singer was? The Masked Singer. That show is like a hit show now. It's great. It's all about ideas. John, all we need to do is come up with a couple ideas and we can both be worth $100,000. That would be sweet. A show about a guy who associates the song We Built This City on Rock and Roll with Asheville, North Carolina. Some suit in Hollywood like, hello there. Go on. I'm listening. We write the script. We sell it to them and they make they make it and they say, we want Paul Thomas Anderson to direct this. It's like right in his wheelhouse. It's nostalgic. It's whimsical. But, it's you know, it's, there's some poignancy there. Plus, we can shoot in Asheville. We've talked to Grace Slick from Starship. She loves it. She wants to... Um, uh, use the song and it's going to be great. And the movie John is called the John Kimball story about, we built this city on rock and roll. That's the name of the movie. And they say, isn't a focus group said that title was kind of long, but they also said it was actually the best movie they ever saw. So we're going to call it a win. You're like, that's fine with me. Cha-ching. This cash register sure is heavy with all the money I'm getting put into it by you people. And I'm just sitting in the back laughing and going, flick, flick, $100 bill, $200 bill, $300 bill, $400 bill. And John, that's the true story of how the election profit makers took over Hollywood. So predict it. We'll see, you know, seasons come and seasons go. And we wish you a long and happy road in the afterlife. But John and I are going to be just fine. As long as they don't shut down the HollywoodReporter.com. <laughs> yeah all right or deadline yeah yeah deadline or variety that's variety that's the other one are yeah. those the big three i think those are the big three and i think at this point they're all owned by the same person or something or the same company oh, i think it's all a racket oh, hollywood's a racket john don't get me started it's all a racket okay what an episode boy oh boy what an episode survival upon arrival the election profit maker story John, take us out with these wonderful credits that I wrote. Election Profit Makers is an independent production. Send us your election prediction questions to contact at electionprofitmakers.com. You can support us on Patreon at patreon.com slash electionprofitmakers. And if you want to try Predict It, go to predictit.com slash promo slash EPM20 to receive up to $20 in matching funds. Your time is limited. Everybody in the pool. It's summer. It's summer's end. Everybody get in the pool and splash around before they drain the pool. All right. Goodbye, John. And goodbye to all you listeners. Bye, David. Bye, everyone. <laughs>